What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to the Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up? My I feel like my mic sounds really, really. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like my mic sounds weird. Hold on. Okay, let's try this. Okay, that sounds a little better. I feel like it sounds really, really wet, but we're gonna rock with it. How are y'all doing? I am. I might, you know, um, going through a little fight or whatever with someone who I really, really care about. Um, but it's getting better every day. Like, you know, if you want people, you know, like the saying, you know, I don't even want to get into that. Anyway, (laughs) y'all. I feel like I talked about it enough. I've been like having like therapy sessions with my friends and like my acquaintances and, um, you know, like uh, trying not to be angry, um, is a full-time job for me. Uh, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> if you're new to the show, make sure you follow, rate, subscribe, like, review, uh, share this podcast. I don't do it for my health, honey. You know, come on. Like, you got to give me a little something, you know, help a bitch out. Um, we're doing really, really great in the reviews and the ratings and stuff like that. Um, this week also, I found out that a lot of people in my s- somewhat circle listen to the show more than they tell me, <laughs> which is, is really, really weird. Um, like I, I was on, um, I wouldn't even say she's in my circle. Um, there's this, this particular girl that I know, um, that I used to work with a long time ago and we went out, we caught up and, you know, um, one of my things during this whole, uh, trying time, um, is to try to reach out to people or hang out with people who want to hang out with me. You know, that's one of the things that, I, you know, go out, you know, see people, see people that I used to speak to back in the day or haven't talked to in such a long time. And, um, she went like something in her Apple podcast or something. And I saw the Carmine Davis show on there. And I was like, you bitch, like you didn't even tell me you listen to my show. And she's like, I listened to it a little bit, you know, when I'm getting my makeup. And I thought that was really, really cool, but a little bit, a little bit weird, like whatever, like whatevs, but I'm flattered. And thank you for listening to me every week and listening to me talk about whatever the fuck I be talking about. Um, but it's a lot to actually talk about this week. Um, what a fucking shit show. Um, honey, like what the fuck is really, really going on outside of what I got going on? Um, I think this retrograde has just been like (laughs) a mess. I don't know. Um, okay. (sighs) You know, my patience is kind of very thin for YT men. Um, I think I don't understand why they're always so angry considering how much. Oh, that sounds better. How much privilege that they have. Like, what the fuck are y'all always so mad about? Oh, well, don't answer that. (laughs) I think we know. Okay, but but aside from the penile... um, or lack thereof, penile length, you know, like, 
the length of the penile, you know, I, I don't really, cause there are some mm, whitey men who I feel like um, I'm, it's my show. Why am I mincing words? There's some white men who I feel like might be slanging. And one of those men who I always thought was, was Kid Rock. Um, so I was really kind of shocked, but not shocked by his use of the, I'm a homophobic slur, but I'm even more shocked by how unapologetic, I don't know. In my mind, I thought Kid Rock was a country boy. I knew, you know, but I thought with time, maybe he had softened up, but Kid Rock is making a name for himself. Um, this hot topic is coming from lovebscott.com. Um, Kid Rock is about to be on the wrong side of history, like my friend always says. And uh, Kid Rock addresses his use of homophobic slur by using the word again. Um, last weekend, Kid Rock performed in Tennessee. While on stage, he got frustrated with his audience and responded by using a homophobic slur. Um, the rapper was filmed calling fans faggots on Saturday night, um, June the 5th, as they captured footage of the performance of Tennessee's uh, Fish Lips Bar and Grill. At one point, he was heard to yell, fuck your phone, iPhone, and then pointed to his crotch and saying, you can post this, you can post this, you can post this dick right now. Oh, my goodness. He subsequently screamed, you fucking faggots, with your phones out before the video gets cut off. Addressing the controversy over his comment last week, June the 9th, in a post on the official Kid Rock Twitter account under his real name, Bob Ritchie. Oh, my God, Bob Ritchie. Come on. He wrote, if Kid Rock used the word faggot, uh, if Kid Rock using the word faggot offends you, good chances you are one. Either way, I know he has a lot of love for his gay friends and I will have a talk with him. Have a great, a nice day. Bobby Ritchie. So ideally he is. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not even about to get into the the faggot word. I'm not about to go down that road <laughs> about how I feel about the word. I'm not even going to give y'all that. <laughs> maybe one more, maybe another day when I have a guest to bounce this off of. Um, but uh, essentially he is using Bobby Ritchie, like as if they, that's his spokesperson who is him like more of a clean cut person and using kid rock as some, basically some alter ego. Um, responding to the post, one Twitter user wrote someone with gay friends wouldn't use the word as an insult. Enjoy the continued loss of fans and income. The latest controversy to engulf kid rock comes after his pre he previously launched a vicious onstage rant against Oprah Winfrey in 2019. The U S star went on a lengthy rant during a performance at his own big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse in Nashville. Is he just performing at restaurants? Pause. I, 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 okay. So when I think about kid rock, I think kid rock has a legacy to the point where he could actually still be, Selling shows like at like theaters and arenas, maybe co-headlining arenas. He is. This sounds like he's at your nearest O'Charlie's. Okay. In footage obtained from the event, Richie is heard shouting "fuck over Winfrey" to a crowd before continuing to attack TV personalities Kathy Lee Griffith and Joy Behar. He later remarks that she can suck dick sideways. Oh my god! Why does it always go back to his dick? Like, 
A little dick energy. Okay, so he subsequently said of the incident, I have a big mouth and drink too much. Sometimes shocker. I also work hard and do a ton of to help others out. But that's just back page news because the press hates I love Trump. Fuck them too. I am what I am. I ain't what I ain't. He sounds like I can smell the um, wet potato chips. Do you know what I'm saying? And the cigarettes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can smell the hair. You know, with this, the sweaty hair. I just could, you could not make me believe that Kid Rock, this later in life, is not smelling like Creed and menthols and, like, sex. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kid Rock gave me that he goes once a week to get his hair dyed at the best salon in Calabasas. Um, he holds meetings regarding his publishing, you know, all this, that, and the third, and that he was on the other side of history after all these years. Kid Rock had a huge hits. Like, to me, who, uh, between the 90s and now, who has not talked to Kid Rock and kind of polished him up? Now, to, okay, let me, fin okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me finish this and I'll get into that. Rock is also known to, clo to be close friends with country star Morgan Wallen, who faced a ban from radio stations across the U.S. earlier this year after he screamed the N-word as a friend during a drunken, at a friend during a drunken night out. Wallen subsequently returned to the stage at Kid Rock's Nashville bar last month, making a surprise performance for fans. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Okay. Yes. But to me, this is what I, I you cannot, Kid Rock? Like, I don't know why I'm con really shocked considering who Kid Rock was in the 90s. But think about who all the, like, the rappers were in the 90s. Even Eminem, uh, the white rappers back then. Or even, like, Nelly in the early 2000s. And, like, all these people who evolved with time, who became brands and who became serious business and who put all that crazy shit aside. Because in the 90s, they were all real Nick. You know, wait, <laughs> Wrong, wrong choice of words right now. Um, <laughs> they were all real, like they were raw. You know, they by that time, you know, you had a whole publishing, like a team and stuff like that, teaching you how to somewhat behave. But the late nineties, early two thousands rappers, they were kind of different. You know what I mean? Like they were similar to um, the nineties rappers where they were just like coming up, but the money started being different. You know, they were making lots of money and making a lot of connections that brought them different teams who put them with therapists and anger management teams, rehabs, like all of that. And I somehow feel like Kid Rock just kind of inched through that. Like think about Fred Durst's and like, like I don't hear much for, about Fred Durst. You know what I'm saying? Or like any other angry white, white man of the 90s, 2000s. Like, and to find out that Chris Rock isn't performing at Applebee's, screaming faggots is like, I don't know why I felt like, <laughs> I don't know why I felt like someone failed him. It wasn't us. Because I think we were a little too generous with Kid Rock. You know, that cowboy, especially, I'm from Mississippi. So he was a fixture. You know what I'm saying? That that song was played at 
if y'all know where I'm coming from, y'all from Jackson, some of my Jackson listeners, if you are from um, Jackson, you know, that was played at Funtime Skating Ring and uh, what was it, Lakewood, Lakeland, Lakeland Skates? It was played at Lakeland Skate. How do I remember that? That song was played both skating rinks. You know what I'm saying? Like it was on Hot 90, Hot 99, Hot 97, oh, and it was on 95.5 The Beat. Like he, we kind of gave him a little bit, you know, he was, he had a little flow. We all knew like a Kid Rock, even the Kid Rocks that we knew growing up in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like those uh, dirty YT boys who, you know, may or may not have shoved their mother, you know, down a flight of stairs before, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? Like may or may not be on something currently foaming at the mouth, like, but eventually they all ended up tapering off and finding some nice white lady to raise them and show them that life doesn't have to be like this, you know, and showing them what it's like. And he posts only, he only posts on Instagram or Facebook with pictures of his wife and his kids with captions. They saved me. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like, you know what I mean? Like I thought that that's what Kid Rock was and that maybe he was Kid Rock on stage, but a family man just to find out that he still is trash is baffling to me. I'm going to have to put a pin on Kid Rock because I want to kind of go to a artist spotlight with him. Not today. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I can lead that into where I wanted to go to with my artist spotlight. Um, Something I'm 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 a little late on. Um, yeah, actually, this is the perfect segue. Okay, let's move on to the artist spotlight. Okay, Kid Rock, tweet me if this is surprising to you. Like, if Kid Rock and you know what I mean. Like, if all his actions are recently is surprising to you, or are you like, duh, like yuck? Like, you know, tweet me at Carmine Davis Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis Show. I'm so shocked but you know that leads me to my artist spotlight the second segment you know this is one of my favorite segments like I say about every other segment on the show um it is a chance where I talk about my favorite subject music um artists um albums concepts uh concert shows anything that I felt like one I wanted to spotlight and um this leads me to something that I'm I I love and I hate that I love. Um, last night, you know, you guys heard about Encore on BET Encore, where like um, they brought all these girls from like failed girl groups, like uh, Aubrey O'Day from Danity King. Shout out to Aubrey O'Day. You know what I mean? Like we follow each other on Twitter. Answer my DM, girl. Like get your ass in this chair. Let's talk because this is the perfect time. What the fuck is going on over there? Like, okay. I'll get to that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Fallon from Cherish. Uh, Fallon and Fiosha? Fallon and one of the twins, set of twins from Cherish, I think. Uh, Nivea, who y'all know I love. I love me some Nivea. Um, Irish. I know these are girls who I know. Isn't that horror? Irish, not Mila. Um, Irish and the other one from 702 no Mila which was I was disappointed in I'm like Mila would have really set this show on but she was on R&B Divas LA 
which was another mess that I loved. I, I loved R&B Divas. R&B Divas was incredible. It was polarizing for me for the same reason um, that Encore is, the same reason why the Braxtons is like so polarizing to me. Um, and that leads me to the t topic, um, the topic of the artist spotlight, how reality TV is such an unnecessary evil, but I feel like it does so much damage for uh, someone's image. I, I, I feel like that it becomes a rebranding moment. Like, okay, let me explain. So one thing I think about when I see artists, a lot of artists who go on reality TV, um, it is the beginning of their new careers. But we also see them in ways that flip how we see them. Think about Whitney Houston on Being Bobby Brown. Um, like uh, Paula Abdul, like when she had that reality show was so fucking good. Like if you have not gotten a chance to see Hey Paula, watch it. And if you haven't seen the R&B Divas, don't walk, run. Like get to click, get to click and pause me. Like please, like pause it. Like because you need to watch this. Like these, these are stellar. Like, oh my God. Like, like, oh my God moments. Uh, even Mariah's world. Um, like every, like when I see, I don't watch a lot of reality TV that is not based off of some musical act that I love. Like Real Housewives of Atlanta. I started becoming really a big fan of Real Housewives of Atlanta because of Candy. And I talk about Candy all the time. Y'all know Candy is above slander to me, no matter the vocal hiccup, you know, here and there, um, no matter the bad outfit, you know, you know, whatever. Even Candy, like the reality TV broke down what we thought about Escape, you know, and or who she was in Escape and flipped it and made us see her in a completely different light where she became her own different brand. But I feel like it's a necessary evil. Like think about how Aubrey O'Day is a talent. She's very talented. I talk about Aubrey O'Day and her genius, you know, after Danny Kane split, you know, she went through multiple um, lineup changes with the girls um, and then breaking off and doing multiple bands in the middle of the group while doing her own, um, music, but in the process, she had such a big hands on the image, the visual part of all of those projects, the musical part, the, um, anchoring the business part. This woman is smart. She's a great artist. I think she's respectable. I think she does a lot, but we will never, she reminds me a little bit of Tamar Braxton, except for Tamar Braxton, I think has more of a love we love Tamar Braxton more musically, but we can never, they are similar in the sense of that we, we want to see them a mess in any format, whether it's on a dating show, whether we see them on a, a group competition like this, or we see them fighting with their sisters, like bringing up trash. Like Tamar, I just saw her on Tamron Hall. Um, I saw the, the episode, we talked about uh, Tamar and her incident, you know, last year. Um, you know, and all her issues that she had going on. And then they re premiered or replayed on the Tamron Hall show, her episode, um, when she came on and where Tamron nice, nasty, the shit out of her, like, uh, but you know, she's talking about how she had to Tamar 
feels like she's taken a back seat to she's never going to do reality show again. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, nice knowing you. You know, like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to. Why? Like, Tony Braxton, I feel like she did it masterfully. Um, but even then, I think Tamar Braxton, I mean, Tony Braxton on the Braxton's family value, family issue show, you know, like that is such a big check for these people. And it engulfs you like reality show pulls you in. We see them and play things that play ways, angles, uh, situations that we do. We should never see them in. We don't have that. They not when you knock down that fourth wall, it's forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I feel like that's damaging to people's careers. Like Kid Rock, like back to Kid Rock. Like once you have a vision for someone and they knock that down, it completely changes how you, especially nowadays when all of everybody's so accessible. Like every Instagram is sometimes a reality show. You know what I'm saying? Like you get these. Uh, miniature abbreviated pieces of people's lives and you just kind of are getting it all day in little bits and pieces and this is not at all how you thought this bitch's house would live look you know this is not at all how i thought she looked at a on on the side like you know what i mean and as someone who i understand like i come like my my favorite artists are prince and michael jackson britney spears you know like um uh, Luther Vandross, like these are grand acts who were all about the uh, Mariah Carey, about the angles. You know, you make sure you look good when you do everything. And even Mariah Carey show, every angle was stellar. Everybody had a grainy footage, iPhone footage on them, not Mariah Carey. Bitch, give me the red light, bitch. Give me the red. Eye. Like I need hot. It's don't don't feel me. Don't 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 circle around me. We are still and we're right here you know what i'm saying like it's about image and so when pe once people show you who they are it's weird and but like like that kid rock there is a brand for kid rock unfortunately you know what i'm saying like it of course we don't fuck with kid rock anymore you know what i'm saying like but those honky-tonk rednecks who they will like they will support him and and build him up protect him even He's good at every Trump, Trump, uh, racist, good old boys rally. Not good old boys. What are they called? Well, where I'm from, they call good old boys. Now they're calling them something else. Like, what were they? You know what I'm talking about? The the rednecks that are ready to shoot for Trump. If Trump don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. The ones that stormed the Capitol. You know, those people and never forget that they did. You know, this happened. This was an American terrorism. Like, they are terrorists. And um, they will, I mean, Kid Rock will always have a stage with them. But even like Aubrey O'Day, like there was all that during the pandemic and the quarantine about what she really looked like compared to what she looked like on her Instagram. And like people were talking about how they would get her in unflattering angles. And there was a picture of her going around where I'm going to link it in the, the bio. <laughs> in the bio but then you know we didn't know what she looked like she was shut down she had her instagram filters working which i love you know i'm all about it you know like she's such a creative woman this is what she wants to look like this is what she wants to present herself to as the as an artist but god damn it she needs a check and bt is calling and now you got to get your ass up put on every spandex you got 
every spandex big outfit that you have, every big hair that you have, and march your ass into this confessional where your three chins are on display for a check? So you can go get it sucked out later. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a vicious cycle. Reality TV is such a vicious cycle for these um, artists. I remember Selena Johnson on R&B Divas talking about how she went from having six figures to four. Four figures? I swear, y'all don't leave me out here. If you've seen R&B Divas and you remember that, Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Let me know you remember this shit. Like that was some tidbits that I, and then do you remember Selena Johnson performing in that, um, that, 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 that wing spot? Like, come on. Like to me, it might be the fact that I also, that's why I have this show as it is anyway, because I do put these performers at such a high regard you know what i mean like to me selena johnson is mwah, like she is r&b royalty like you know selena johnson is incredible why she's performing at a po'boy um food truck you know what i'm saying like what is going on honey like so you know what i mean like but that when they knock down that fourth wall and it's such a necessary evil. You know what I'm saying? It is a chance to get people to talk about you all day. But at first, they have to deal with the reality of your reality. And I don't think that that's... I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's the most... When you say you're doing a reality show, you will take off. You know, like, you're going to have more eyes on you than before. You know, Instagram socials and all that money is going to be starting to flow. You know, it is. Uh, but at the same time, you are out like, um, oh, girl on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, what's her name? Um, what's her name? The one who was on TLC's movie, Drew Sador. One, you know, I didn't. I mean, I, this case is different because I didn't think Drew Sador was. I think Drew Sedora probably thinks she's Drew Sedora more than I ever even realized that Drew Sedora might be a Drew Sedora. But to me, I'm like, is Drew Sedora a Drew Sedora? Like, what the fuck is a Drew Sedora? And I had no idea what a Drew Sedora is. And when I found out what a true Drew Sedora was, I found out it was the type of bitch that'll let a nigga leave for three days and not tell her where, to, where she was. Like, you know, I got... Now, listen, hold on. Personally, I'm going through something similar, but this I know what a nigga is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what's happening. Uh, and we're not married, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not having a nigga just get up and leave you. Like, I thought you're Drew Sedora, you know what I mean? Like, I know Drew Sedora from when she was Drew Sedorian, um, Drew Sedorian on The Game, when she was Drew Sedorian and on, you know, Crazy Sexy Cool, you know. I, but I still feel like Kiki Palmer should have taken Drew Sedora's peach if Kiki was into that. But, of course, Kiki being Kiki Palmer being a virgo her sign she's thinking about the brand more than she's thinking about the money and kiki palmer would never do a reality show where she wasn't on the executive producing and if it didn't serve a purpose not into her day-to-day -day life you're not about to get her third i mean her fourth wall knocked down like no honey like at all like no <laughs> but you know who did kiki wyatt and when i say that kiki wyatt is the gift that keeps giving She's a perfect example of that. Like,
Kiki Wyatt is Paul. Like I watch Kiki Wyatt on her vlog. Like I cannot get enough of Kiki Wyatt, but I have no idea musically what she's doing right now. But I love Kiki Wyatt. I listened to her last record. What is it? The sexy song and I know, I know, I know, I know, and that's probably not how it goes. What is it? What is the name of the album? Um, I know, I know, I'm doing Rated Love. It was called um um I know. How does it go now? I feel like I fucked it up. Um, that's my Tony Braxton impression. Listen to it. I don't know. Go to Rated Love, and it's a song called I Know, which is. Used to be me and my ex's song. Like I used to think about this song with him all the time. We used to get high and like dance in the 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 living room to it and vibe out to it. And we were on the car rides, like because Kiki Wyatt is a musical genius as well. But she got that fourth wall knocked down, and I feel like we would never take her seriously as much as we could have if she kept up. But then how would we know? Like were we were we checking for Kiki Wyatt before she was on R and B Divas? You know what I'm saying? Like it's such a necessary evil. There's no telling what's going to happen to these girls' careers on BET's Encore because of reality TV. But now we got to see them raw. I, I just feel like that is such an exchange. You know what I'm saying? Like an order, like a sacrifice that people make all the time. Like, you know, the girls from 702 and Cherish and all of them, like, sure, they could just try to work, go at Joe's Crab Shack and do a little performance of, you know, Stilo and make $100 or something like that. But if they get to fighting with um, Aubrey O'Day or um, what's her name? Keely Williams, which she's on there and she's a mess. Like, this is about to be good. Like, I can't believe I missed the first episode, but I'm going to make up. I've been running and running and running. But this is going to be good. Like, Keely fucking Williams is a mess, too. Like, but, you know, like, I don't know. Do y'all know what I'm saying? Like, in order for them to pop today, they have to have such a personality. And we're finding out that their personalities might be the type of personalities that we personally don't like. Or that personally, I can't believe this bitch is literally out here behaving like this. Like, Kid Rock, too. Like, with no reality show, we're, we're starting to see what a trash box he is. Or has he always been this way? Like, I don't know. Like, but with the, the age of social media and now the fact that we could literally have footage of these people in a all-star cast like situation like i think about also swv that swv that reality show that they did coco was a mess like i did not want to see coco in that way them girls were a mess lily and tosh crying all the motherfucking time you know like coco literally walking off every you could count it i bet you there's not a 15 minutes of them on film where coco is not walking her big ass out them going to get their plastic surgery and all that like what a fucking mess like them missing a show because they went and got butt implants you know you know this happens but that fourth wall honey is like i feel like sometimes we need that like you don't don't give it all and if you're gonna do a reality show now give me let's get this straight i'm not an anti-reality show for an artist like there are people where it, it makes like like real day like she would have a lot of nerve you know not returning back and, t and tamar too like because these that's what made them you know what i'm saying but that when you i don't know like 
there is still a, like, I don't want to think of Tony Braxton. I don't want to see her uh, looking crazy, crying and fussing with her family about how she don't like them and how if they weren't her sisters, she wouldn't fuck with them bitches. Tweet me. Let me know y'all talk. Do y'all feel me? Like, let's keep it real. Like, is this or is it just a me thing? Do y'all love the mess and it makes you like them more because they are more real? You know what I mean? Even though I'm still mad that Farrah Franklin, Beyonce put that shit, like, put the kibosh in Farrah Franklin being on that BT Encore. You know, you know Matthew and Beyonce had something to do with her not getting that check. Y'all know it. That that clip that they had before where Farrah and Keely Williams, this show on BET's Encore um, is was that show that was going to be picked up. Like that show where she's like, yeah, I know, but did you? Did I what? You know, I, I did sing on uh, Say My Name. Say my name, say my name. You know, like <laughs> that clip. This is what this show was the original premise for the show, and it's got is greenlit. So how do you miss the one person who made that shit green? Like, you know, made it go green. Like Farah and Keely. <laughs> like that was what we wanted to see. And you mean to tell me Farah Franklin all of a sudden is no longer interested? Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Like, come on. Like, come on. Come off of it. Like. Anyway, words and such, you know, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm just a podcaster with um, a banging voice and a banging body. What the fuck do I know about anything? Um, Moving on, you know, our last um, segment of the show is the love, sex, relationship segment, advice segment. And we talk about, you know, real issues, like real raunchy shit. We talk about some real disheartening things. We keep it real on this segment. And this week is no different. Um, um, you know, I'm tired of my heart being broken. I'm tired of these tears falling down my face. I'm tired of this love being taken. Fuck when it won't you go nowhere. I don't know what she says there. But I am a little heartbroken. And thanks to Cosmopolitan.com, I have seven ways that I'm sure you, somebody out there is feeling me on this. And thanks to Cosmopolitan.com, how to heal your broken heart when it literally feels impossible. And here's a casual reminder, even Elle Woods got dumped. One of the unavoidable downsides of being human beings, besides, you know, paying bills and, you know, working through summers, is going through a breakup. No matter how you spend it, just, it just simply sucks. Especially there, especially when, especially because there is no magical cure-all way to fix a broken heart. But while you can't wave around a wand and expect a wish to make all the pain go away, you can take advice from this dating and relationship experts below or following they have provided actually good tips on how to mend your broken heart just a reminder the healing is not linear and it's absolutely okay to do everything on the list and still feel broken um the advice they gave me gave may not be an end-all be-all but it really good is a really great starting point 
um, presenting seven solid ways to make your heartbreak a little less shitty. One, grieve the former relationship. Allow yourself to feel sad about the love you lost and don't rush the process. During the grieving process, allow your emotions to be processed and honored, says licensed therapist Max Stanley Kazoo, owner of Therapy is for Everyone PLLC. If you need to listen to some breakup songs, binge watch that terrible reality TV show, order a pizza and pour yourself a glass of wine. Um, you have to allow yourself to process your emotions and not feel guilty or for how you truly feel. Especially because suppressing these feelings can make it worse in the long run. That is where I always fuck up. Step one. <laughs> I feel guilty about feeling down. So I start like working, running around, doing everything. I'm a bad bitch. I don't, I don't feel nothing. Like I don't give a fuck about nothing. Like probably currently right now. Like I think this is the only time I've ever had like a real split from anyone. Uh, you know, and this counts to me like y'all know my theory. All friendship is romantic. And so I know what it's like to some of the worst breakups are with your best friend. And it feels the exact same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, fuck them, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't need these bitches. But all I do is prolong it later. And all of a sudden I'm in the middle of traffic two years later in an Uber breaking the fuck down, you know. Anyway, two, set healthy boundaries. Listen, it's hard to get over a heartbreak when you keep going back to the source that caused it. Whether that's continuing to text this person or stalking their socials. For this reason, Kazoo suggests setting a boundary by saying that you do not want to communicate with the person post-breakup. These boundaries will allow you to process your emotions and provide you the safety needed to move on, he says. Highly recommended you also change their name in your phone, block their social media, delete the photos, and reach out to your friends for support. The The no contact rule works for a reason. Three, invest in yourself. Now is the best time to focus on yourself again. When you invest in you, what you gain can be utilized whether you are single and or in a relationship again, says psychotherapist Nicholas Hardy. This also helps reestablish your identity as an individual. So pick up activities or hobbies that make you happy. Maybe it's creating a workout routine. Maybe it's baking some of your favorite dishes. Whatever it is, do things that you didn't feel like you had time to do for yourself when you're in a relationship. In addition to improving your physical health, focus on your mental health too. Seeing a therapist via an app like Talkspace is a great way for you to process your feelings and post-breakup pain in a healthy environment. Or write down your feelings. I don't know who needs to hear this, but journaling is one of the easiest, most effective ways to process your emotions, says Tatiana Diashenko. Um, again, I butcher names. I butcher sometimes words. There's a link of this link in um, this list in the description box. So make sure you click it, read it for yourself. You know, because honey, what is his last name? I love you, Tiana, Tatiana, but I cannot pronounce your last name. If you have zero ideas of what to write about, try starting with these prompts. What did you learn about yourself in this relationship? What are some of the things that made you unhappy in this relationship? What are some things that made you happy in this relationship? And don't worry, if writing pen to paper is not your thing, try texting your thoughts out on in your notes tab or typing them into a Word document. Both are very therapeutic options if you have a lot to say and don't feel like getting a writing cramp. Try doing this once a day for five minutes and I promise you'll feel either feel better or at the very least have a better understanding of the breakup and why you feel the way you do. Five, write a letter to your ex without actually sending it. Similar to journaling, writing a letter to your ex without having any intention of actually sending it can be super therapeutic too, says dating expert Krista Monet. 
In the letter to your ex, you can openly express all your emotions and anger, all the things you wanted to say, but never comes out here. Says Monet, this is your time to travel back down memory lane to all the bullshit you put up with and acknowledge the red flags you may have missed when you were love struck. This is your open letter from the beginning to the end. After you've written the letter, your letter, seal it up and place it somewhere out of sight for a few months. When you revisit it or stumble upon it later, you will let more than likely have a better understanding of why the relationship had to come to an end, says Monet. This is the clarity we want, my friend. Six, don't search for or wait for closure. Sorry, but closure doesn't exist. And the truth is you're never going to find what you're looking for by hoping for closure. Closure comes from within and often takes time, says Monet. Give yourself that time to understand yourself and why the situation didn't work out. Self-closure is the only type of closure worth seeking. In other words, stalking your ex's Instagram or calling them every drunk Saturday night saying you need closure is not going to do anything but hinder your process. Seven, occupy yourself with distractions. Listen, you don't want to ignore your feelings. If you're sad, be sad. If you're angry, be angry. But whatever you do, try not to sit around and soak all day by yourself. The more time you have to sit around and think about your past relationships, the more it will get to you. Keep your mind occupied, says Monet. Don't be afraid to pick up a new hobby or try something that you've never had time to do before. Consider this to be your rebranding because as a single person, the work is quite literally your oyster. And you don't have to worry about anyone else but yourself. I always say that I always look and behave and and dress different or act different after every breakup I go through. It hasn't been a lot of like breakups, but like even like, you know, this one I really one because I believe my friend will be back. I know I might be still going to the delusional phase of the grief, but you know, that's why I'm so cocky. You know, like in the words of Cardi B, you know. If you don't know, you know. But if you do know, you need to find. If you don't know, you need to find out. But and also like a Spanish saying, "Mi corazón and mi mente and mi cuerpo descan si." That was coming from Señorita Summer Walker. And on that note, y'all, another week, bitch. Like we survived what the fuck is going on this retrograde is whooping my motherfucking ass like but it's okay i got some shit to pack up i got to get to finish working and all this bullshit um i love y'all thank y'all for checking in i'll talk to y'all next week keep your head up bye y'all love you